morning. It is a, a pleasant morning in Texas. We've had a great women's conference with, I think, over 20 receiving the Holy Ghost. I have with me a great lady, a woman of God, a woman of great experience and great faith in the apostolic faith. Sister Rafi Enzi is with me this morning. We're driving to the airport and I've asked her to share with you, with all of us, listening to this podcast on certain issues that have been a burden to me and things that I feel that she's well able to give some advice in with a biblical perspective. Sister Enzi, good morning. Thank you for being with us at this podcast. I would like to open the floor up to you to share with us about the the struggle that backsliders have and what the church can do about it. How do we recognize it? How do we help in, in, in that way? And what do we do for those who are uh, connected to or have relationships with those that just, you know, want to go their own way? The issue of those that backslide and backsliders itself have uh, has burdened me and has weighed on my heart quite heavily. As a counselor, I've counseled many women and men who are either married to backsliders or who are dealing with backslidden children. And it's a it's a huge issue. It's a big issue. I know it's a it's a big thing to the heart of the Lord Himself. And I know that from where you where you're at, you can offer wisdom and experience and advice to the rest of us on what we can do to be most effective in that area. I'm going to leave the next, however however long you want, Sister Enzi. We've got, this podcast is 35 minutes, and you can talk as long as you want. And um, we're so happy you're with us to do this. Thank you. It's good to be here with you. Thank you for the opportunity to share my thoughts with you. I do have some backslidden grandchildren, and what I have learned is the best thing you can do for them is love them. They will hurt you. They will say things against you. They will tell stuff that's not even true. Don't take it personal. Just keep loving. Keep loving. That's all we can do. And when they come back, welcome them. Show them love. Uh, it's, It's easy to look at somebody that's hurt you, that's gone away from God, maybe said some things that were really detrimental to you, and think, what are they doing here? Why did they come back here? Why don't they go somewhere else? When they come back, Paul gave us some instructions. He said, those that caused you all this trouble, they hurt you more than they hurt me. And you rejected them, which was discipline enough, but now they're coming back. And so it's time for you to show them love. Encourage them. Let them know that they are welcome back. 
to the family of God. We've heard it said, and, and he said, the reason I want you to do this is if you don't show them love, then it's possible that they would be overcome by discouragement and maybe walk away again. But we're living in the last days and backsliders are being stirred and they're coming back to God. We've seen several just in the last few weeks come back and pray through at our church. And we're so thankful. We're so thankful. We don't want to be like the prodigal son's brother that was disappointed when they came back and got all the attention. So show love. And you've heard it said, forgive and forget. We can forgive, but we can't forget. But when we truly forgive, we don't make an all-day sucker out of what they've done wrong. But we let it go. Let it go. Don't dwell on it all the time. The Bible tells us that we're to gird up the loins of our minds. And the loins represents the reproductive system. So if you do not gird up the loins of your mind, you could give birth to something you don't want to raise. And you do not want to be in that situation. So show love to those that are coming back. Uh, Encourage them. Lift them. And help them to grow. Teach them a Bible study. Show them love and rejoice with them that they have decided to give their heart and their life back to God. Another thing is, I had a dear friend who came back to God after being backslid for probably 40 years or more. She had lived a rough life, very rough life. And every time she would go home to see her sisters who were still in the church, they would ask her if she was there on the weekend to go to church with them. And, of course, she acted like it made her angry, and she wouldn't go. But one weekend, she went home to see her family, and they didn't say a word about going to church. They just all got ready, left for church, left her home with her dad by herself. After they all left, she thought, hmm, they didn't want me going. Well, I'll show them. So she gets up, she gets herself ready, and she goes to church. After she prayed through, she told them, she said, I know I acted like I did not want you to say anything about church, but I really did. I really wanted you to invite me. And I'm I'm just thankful that you didn't this Sunday because this brought me back to God. So, love, love, love. Don't take personal anything they say to you. It's not against you. It's against Him. And what happens, sometimes they get crossways with somebody in the church. And it's like... I'm mad at my cousin, and I am never going to see Grandma again. So they walk away from God because of a 
something that went on in the church between you and them. Don't take personal. Any words that are said to you negative, show the love of Christ. Now, if you have trouble loving somebody like that, ask the Lord to love them through you. Because he tells us the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And that is the spirit that can love them and love them back to a stable walk with God. So I encourage you today to pray for the backsliders. And when they do come, show them love. Thank you so much, Sister Enzi. That was some very powerful advice. Jesus said that love conquers all, that on, on love hangs all the laws and the prophets, and love covers a multitude of sins. And so love is the answer, and um, I want to thank you for that. We've got, we've got plenty of time, so I would like Sister Enzi to talk about the balance that a woman who lives for God, wants to be a good mother and wife, what kind of balance can she achieve if she's also a full-time professional? She's working, works hard, she's got a good job, and she and, and both husband and wife have to work in order to make ends meet. What advice would you give the, the, the mother, the wife, the, 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 the child of God, in order that she continues to be a good mother, a good child, and also for her prayer life. Please take your time. We want as much detail, as much uh, counsel from you as we can. Because there are a lot of young women and mothers listening to this right now. Sister Enzi. Okay, first of all, I would say, do you really have to work? Think about it. Think about it. We have been educated to the point in our society that women are told you are not supposed to just stay home and take care of children. Anybody can take care of kids. Put them in daycare. You need a job. You need a profession. You need an education. You need you can do anything you want to, and we can. We can in our society today. But is that the best route? In the 61 years that I have been in the ministry, I have watched young couples, and they think we cannot make it. We've got to have both working. When you think about a mother working, and you think about all the extra expense that is there for daycare, for meals that you have to eat out because she doesn't have time to cook, for the shopping that has to be done that she don't have time for, for the extra vehicle, the insurance, um, extra clothes that she has to wear. I have watched through the years and counseled with a lot of young women that found out when they stepped back and realized that their main responsibility were those babies that God gave them 
Because when you put those babies in a daycare, somebody else is molding and shaping that little life. And it's not in the way God would want it. He meant for a mother to shape the life of a child, to teach them, raise them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. So question yourself, is it because I've got to have this particular home to live in? I've got to have this particular lifestyle? Or is it because this is what culture tells me I must do in order to be happy? God knows. And when we get the further we get away from God's plan, which was mother being a keeper of the home, and a keeper of the home entails quite a bit. It's more than washing dishes. It's more than making beds and vacuuming floors. There's a lot more to it than that. It's praying for your children, making sure that they have the education that they need. It might even be entailed homeschooling because there's so much wickedness and false information put into the minds of our children in schools today. Uh, homeschool mom, I've watched it. And I've watched young couples that thought the only way we can live in this society today is for both of us to work. And I can't tell you how many women, after counseling with them, quit their jobs to stay home with their babies and ended up doing so much better. One lady in Pasadena told us she said, since I quit work, we now have a savings account. We never had one before. Everything we made went out the window, paying for bill. But now that I've quit working, we have a savings account. So if you find that you do have to work, remember this, your babies are your primary responsibility. And you will answer to God for them. You are the one that will determine their ultimate destiny. So whatever you put into them is what's going to take them where God wants them to be. So be aware of that. And if you work, your husband works, then you have to balance all the stuff that has to be done at home between the two of you. So you have to be in agreement that he's willing to help too if you have to work. So don't neglect God in all of this. Don't allow that job to become number one in your life. During this pandemic, I've watched it. Oh, but I can't come back. I, work is just driving me crazy. I've got so much work to do. I can't keep up with it all. When you put the job first and not God, he knows how to take care of moving whatever's between him and you. And he can take that away. Remember, God has to in your life and your prayer time let me just tell you this 
you can get up in the middle of the night and pray. You say, well, I've just got so much to do and blah, 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 blah. I can't. I, I don't have time to pray. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Ask the Lord to wake you in the night. And let me tell you, if you get up and pray in the middle of the night, you will never lack for rest. God will see to it that that does not take away from your time of rest. And when you do lay back down, you will rest much better. So keep Him first in your life. Not the job. And He will take care of you and your family. God bless you. Thank you. Sister Enzi, that was tremendous. It was very powerful. Very, actually very uh, direct. My and I, I know the answer because you've already given the answer. But my question is, your your stand is, if you don't need to work, don't work. Exactly. If, you, if you can choose to stay home and Absolutely. focus on the babies and focus on your home and build your home, then that is your primary calling in life as a woman or as a wife and a mother is to be the keeper at home and to be, be uh, the nurturer of the family, to nurture and That's raise right. the children. Now, following up from that, and we've got about, we've got a few more minutes. What if, what if, and in counseling, you know, Sister Enzi, you know, I'm a counselor. In counselling, I've encountered women who says, it is virtually impossible for me to give up my job because my husband doesn't make enough to, to, do, to do what needs to be done. He just doesn't. He, I earn more than he does. So, and, and they are just plain convinced that they need to work. What advice can you give to women to at least start by being, uh, by being effective spiritually and paternally or maternally while working? Can you give some tips that women can follow? Meanwhile, while working towards giving up their job and being keepers at home. Yes, I have a very dear friend who is in our church today who was a doctor. And when the Lord gave her children, she began to pray because she said, Lord, you have given me this child. And I want to be able to stay home with him and nurture him, teach him about you. I'm a doctor. She had a practice. She didn't need to give it up. But in prayer, she felt that was the thing to do. And the Lord made a way. And she gave up her practice. And everybody thought, she's crazy. Right. This is not good. This is not right. But it was the thing to do. Right. She has, today, she has nine children. Eight of those children are living for God. Because a mother chose her family over a, and you think, well, why go get all this education and then right. not use it? Yeah, that would be the normal thought. That's that's what our society thinks. Right. But his ways are not our ways. Right. He doesn't think like we do. And he saw the need for that mother to stay home with her children. Right. And so he made a way. So if 
if you feel that you cannot quit your job, maybe maybe make this a matter of prayer and let the Lord lead you. And when he speaks to you, listen and obey. Obedience is the biggest issue in the Bible. So if the Lord speaks to you, listen to him and obey him. But if you cannot in any way and you don't feel like this is God's will for you to quit your job, you're going to keep working. Make time for your children. Cut out some other extracurricular things that, that maybe you're doing. That's good advice. That's and, where we want to go right now. And uh, make time for your children. Because let me tell you, you won't have them long. No. 18 years, they're gone. That's it. And you don't have a lot of time with them. So make time while you have time. Enjoy them keep them in church. Make sure they're at everything at church. You may be tired. You may be worn out. Go anyway. And I'm telling you, in His presence, you'll find rest. You'll find peace. You'll find joy. But make time for your family, your husband, and your children. It's important say this about uh, a working family. Mom and dad, when you got married, you started a family. It was just the two of you, but you're a family because you left your father and mother, he left his father and mother, and you became a new family. Right. This is the beginning. Now, when children come along, sometimes it's easy for mama to ignore daddy and to spend all her time with that new baby and forget about daddy. Let me just tell you, the basic relationship has to be maintained throughout your life. You cannot focus on that baby and ignore daddy. This is the primary relationship and it has to be strong. If it's not strong, you won't have strong kids. So remember that. And work, church, shopping, cleaning, you've got all of that to do. But God will help you. He will help you if you turn to him and keep your priorities right. My babies, my husband, my marriage, my family. Put God first and he will help take care of the rest. God bless you. That's again some powerful and effective, tremendous advice to single ladies uh, who are intending to be married, intending to start a family, single women. Uh, you have heard from a great woman of faith and experience that if you are intending to get married you're intending to have a child let your priorities be godly priorities Uh, if you are a career lady you're a career woman you're highly educated um, you need to sometimes once you have children that is make some sacrifices and, and prioritize your family because there will be a reward at the end of it 
And the reward is your child, you know, stays in church, pursues God, and is not drawn away because mother is not there to, you know, nurture them and take care of them. Of course, uh, those of you who are already married and have children, you've heard the advice, what, what, what you ought to do. But however, if there is a situation where you just can't give up your job yet, uh, Sister Enzi has given us some tips on what you can do to still stay engaged with your children, still be involved, still put them first, making time for them. Because you only have them for 18 years. And 18 years will pass, pass by very fast. So think up of ways where you can spend time with your family while pursuing a career if you must um, but the ideal that's not the ideal that's the exception the ideal is for you to uh, you know be with your children uh, and be a keeper of home and uh, take care of the family and nurture them and raise them in godly way in a godly way and um, to really uh, consider sacrificing your career to staying at home so that you don't end up sacrificing your children instead. So we've heard from Sister Enzi, and it has been such a pleasure. Um, and she has she has taken at least 25, 26 minutes to speak to us. And um, we have five more minutes, and uh, I just want to give this back to her to ask her to share anything that else is on her heart on any issue, any area. She's gone through storms of her own when she was a young woman, and she has come through those storms. God has rescued her, delivered her, healed her. But any other area that she wants to uh, talk about for the next three or four minutes uh, to us that are listening to Sister Enzi here at our Nothing But The Truth podcast. Sister Enzi, do you have any parting words for the next few minutes to share Anything else that's weighing on your heart that you think that young women and and married women and even men that are listening to this need to hear? Yes, I would say trust in God. Trust in God. Storms will come into your life, but when they do, remember this. Now, the enemy will come and tell you when a storm comes into your life, the first thing he will say is God's left you. He's walked away from you. He is a liar God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will not abandon you. He didn't bring you this far to let you down. The second thing he will tell you when a storm comes into your life is don't go to church. Everybody there knows what's happened. They know what's going on. You go up there and you try to worship the Lord. They're going to think you're a hypocrite. That's a lie. That is a lie. He wants to separate you and pull you away from the body so he can destroy you. Walk in faith, not by what you see, but by what you know. I know that my God is working all things together for my good. I know that he's able to keep that which I give to his care. I know that he knows right where I am, and when he has tried me, I will come forth as gold. I know my God is my keeper. He's my shepherd. And I don't have to fear. I don't have to fear when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I think about that. A shadow cannot hurt you. 
A shadow of a gun cannot shoot you. A shadow of a knife cannot cut you. And God has taken the sting out of death so that the shadow of death should bring no fear to a child of God. And so the doctor says, you're not going to live. This is such a bad thing. You will not make it. Be thankful. Trust God. And when you trust Him fully, He will give you a peace that passes all understanding. You won't be able to understand, and nobody else will understand, how you can have peace in the midst of a storm. But when you've got the peace speaker walking with you, when He's holding your hand, when He's guiding your steps, you know, you know you're going to make it. And if I leave this room, so much the better. I'll be with him. So trust him, whatever comes your way. And when it comes to the place that you cannot see what's happening, you cannot understand what's going on, trust him and walk by what you know. I know my God is able and he will take care of Sister Enzi, that is powerful. Those are golden words based on the Word of God. It's biblically sound as to how you can overcome storms, not just cope with storms, not just put up with storms, but overcome them and rise above them as an eagle would a storm. One other thing I would like to say is when you walk in trust, not not just faith. When your faith don't seem to be delivering you and you trust him anyway, then other people are watching. You may not see that fourth man walking in the fire with you, but other people will see him and be drawn to him by your faith and your trust. So keep trusting. Keep trusting. That's the word. Keep trusting. Keep keep going through it. Don't quit in the middle of the storm. It will go. It will lift. But you need to keep trusting even when your faith is not showing up or you don't feel a lot of faith. You just keep trusting. The answer is that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and he will direct your path. And um, Sister Enzi has given us some great advice, great counsel, biblical counsel from... uh, on so many perspectives from uh, dealing with and and facing backsliders or facing backslidden people in your life to balance created by mothers and wives and priorities that the mothers and wives need to stand on in taking care of their children, putting their family and children first, to going through storms and having faith and having trust. Thank you, Sister Enzi, for a phenomenal podcast today. I know that our audience is going to enjoy hearing you and listening to you and putting whatever you've said to practice and applying these wonderful precepts and advice to their lives. I want to thank you. You've been a tremendous blessing this morning and you've also been a blessing to me in this weekend taking care of me and and showing me love showing me genuine care 
my audience, you've heard from a great woman of God. And I'd like you to keep her in prayer. And we will keep Amen. you in prayer. And um, take care. This has been a podcast. Nothing but the truth with Bonnie. And my guest today has been Sister Rafi Enzi. God bless. Have a wonderful week.